0: talk presented by the End now i'm your host as always michael block if you love the podcast make sure you subscribe on apple Podcasts, audible google play spotify soundcloud or stitcher so you never miss an episode leave a five-star review while you're there and as always follow me on instagram at michael block talk on twitter at block talk nyc and visit theater now.com news reviews and interviews <music> Things got all roasty-toasty in Canada as the final six had to roast the HBIC Brooklyn Heights. But some queens didn't quite rise to the occasion and spent the last remaining moments on the show mocking, well, drag. It's time to chat all things Canada's Drag Race 2 and joining me is someone who I'm sure is ready to roast these drag queens, Maxi Padding. Hello. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. I'm super happy to be
1: here. Very excited to talk about Canada's Drag Race. Yeah, this one was fun. Yes, this is quite the episode, and I've actually really been enjoying this season.
0: Like, it's 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 growing on me. It it doesn't feel like it's seven episodes. It feels like we're in episode like thirty. But also, after season thirteen, it just nothing seems like a normal season anymore yeah um, no,
1: there's too much drag race for anything to feel like it's normal yeah.
0: remember i on aqua black she was on this show at one point who no I know exactly <laughs> exactly um <laughs> exactly. uh, but yeah listeners you're gonna have a fun one today if i sound sleepy or out of it it's because i am so bear with me friends um i had to do an early podcast which i'm sure you all listen to my survivor podcast um the things i do for certain people reese havoc you owe me one um because everyone won at this point (laughs) (laughs) probably it's the team anyway i i'm excited um to talk about this but yeah this season has been interesting it's a really interesting cast it's not as dynamic as season one but it has better elements than season one like you know judging um mm -hmm, mm -hmm, i said (laughs) that i did that um but yeah more more let's just address the 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 crow in the room not
1: the crow in the room I, I I don't know what she was doing this episode.
0: I haven't been a fan of her all season long. Listeners know that. I have been critiquing her very, very hard, and I felt a little morally guilty. I was like, I shouldn't do this. this is a, a, a pageant queen this is a queen of color this is someone let me. Let me take it back. And then after this episode, I was like, fuck that! No, no, I was right from the beginning.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I feel the like What exactly a mockery. That.
0: What a fucking mockery of the show.
1: It just, yeah, an absolute mess. Like, I don't know what, like... Yeah, I don't know what she thought she was doing, but it was not it.
0: It was not it. Um, I'm not saying all pageant queens in Canada shouldn't be doing drag Canada's Drag Race, but I'm saying all queens <laughs> in Canada... Sh- who are pageant Queen should not be doing the show unless you know what you're signing up for. Ever since um um uh what's her face? Um Anastasia admitted during the reunion that she had never watched the show prior to getting cast on the show. I was like, Nope, you gotta stop this. This isn't survivor, you can't like weasel your way through the show. No, no.
1: Especially no, at, at this point, there's so much drag race. Like, you have to like there's no excuse for not knowing like what None. is going to happen when you're there. I agree.
0: Well, let's dive into the episode and go through it. Kendall gave Cynthia a kiss goodbye as she is packing. She's not in the competition anymore, but we're going to take a moment to appreciate the artist and person that Cynthia Kiss is. Cut to Adriana nodding her head because, sure, let's let's appreciate a loser. Is that what we're doing here? (laughs) Gia says Cynthia is a star, and her and Kendall knew her from the start. Kisses.
1: Listen, one of the three of them had to go.
0: Uh-huh, I mean, Isis is right. Like, the sisters went against each other and they needed to be split up. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how I would be knowing those three. I think individually there are three unique, fun people. But as a trio, those I, they're not the kind of people I vibe with. They would be those mean queens in the corner making fun of everyone, and then on Mike being like, "Oh my God, sisters, I love everyone. You're all my friends." Um, yeah, no, they. I'm sure you they, don't they, know any of them in New York drag nightlife, do you? Uh, no comment. <laughs> nope, I nope. was sipping my tea right there because I know <laughs> y'all, and I'm not gonna call you out, but you know who you are. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah the, the the three of them they the the three yeah you're right the three of them together the vibes were not there like each of them individually I like I have things that I like and dislike about them but like the three of them as a group were not giving anything yeah, it, like, that I wanted to to take
0: because it's really interesting like obviously in that first episode um uh, we saw the shock faces out of Gia and Kendall. We're like, what? And like, if you do your research a little bit, you know that there was a, um, a breakup in the group where Cynthia basically quit drag and, and broke out of the um, Brat Pack. And this was kind of her way into it. We didn't get that storyline. We didn't hear about why the Brat Pack was what they were. We didn't understand why they were so impactful in Vancouver nightlife and why the sisterhood was still so strong. I feel like there was a lot left on the cutting room floor, or they just didn't talk about it because they're so full of themselves and just want to talk about themselves.
1: Yeah, that's. A, I didn't know that. I didn't know that um all of that backstory, which is really interesting.
0: It is. It is. And like I, as listeners know, I love Kendall Gender. Like she is my pick really? this season. I enjoy her, but I, I'm I'm starting to get some vibes that maybe she's not as um, real as I thought she was
1: i almost would have rather seen kendall over cynthia go home fair. that's and fair I, I actually after this episode i like um kendall a little more She
0: Absolutely.
1: Like did some things this episode that i was like a little more like okay i'm sorry i'm a little more on board but up until this point i just didn't think she was bringing it especially to the runway i think mm-hmm. I don't have like a single thing she's worn all season that's fair well um,
0: as they all sit down kendall's Boob pops out. So she asked her sisters if her nipples were out during the performance. They all say no, but we know the truth. She had it. <laughs> that was some shady shit, and I kind of lived for it. That was so shady. And yeah, um, Isis, girl, you're funny. You're mean. I love Isis. She's good. She's good people. Well, Kendall says that what she was wearing is the furthest, thir- furthest thing she would wear to a performance. And in retrospect, maybe she should have designed a bodysuit. Kendall didn't think she'd lip sync. Cut to Adriana with a glare. Isis wanted to see her perform and perform. She did. Her and Cynthia made good TV. Kendall is a showgirl and she is showing them that they want to be here. The race is heating up. Now, Kamara, she's got to get that motherfucking snake off that motherfucking body. Okay, references. We love the references. She's a, she, she, she just needs to always hear her voice. And speaking of people who always need to hear their voice. They look like they haven't slept, and Gia just wants to know who wants to have a slumber party. And literally no one. No one piped in. I was like, that's funny. They don't really care for your games.
1: Oh, Miss Miss Gia. Yeah, talk about wanting to hear the sound of your own voice. She and, and the edit, I'm sure the edit is making it worse. Um, but she Often is just talking, just talking.
0: She is definitely that girl in the dressing room who is nonstop, is always gonna share something about her day, her life, her 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 sex life, whatever she just did in the bathroom. That's what she's gonna talk about. And everyone else is just like, Can I go to bed? Actually, like they have probably been there for 12 hours. they just it's like it's like nine o'clock, they're getting out of drag, and she is like, Slumber party in her high-pitched voice. I'm like, mm, not for me nope nope no no all right top six isis is feeling fantastic she is excited to see what the day holds for her maybe a win but just don't take too long to get there <laughs> the girls congratulate her on her win as she has won yet another design challenge and someone who is putting on a smile but deep down is not happy is miss Pathia. who come on full fucking beard i need to know the filming schedule all of them, her, Gia, Adriana, Isis, they have full beards going on.
1: I didn't notice that, but now that you mention it,
0: full fucking beards. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know science well enough. I know that like my facial hair comes in pretty fast, not like overnight, like this. There must be a day in between filming. Yeah, maybe um, maybe
1: they just happen to have like a day or two.
0: Yeah, yeah, or they're, or they're, they're like they do like um, confessionals in between and clearly like they have some sort of facial hair during it, so that maybe they're told like do confessionals and then you can shave. If someone knows the T, someone let me know. I want to know. I'm so curious.
1: <laughs> what are the it's uh, mostly
0: because Gia, because I'm like, how you you are a twink. Where does that hair come from? You should not have facial hair. Where, where what, is that, what is happening, child? Well. Wow. Pythia is disappointed that while she wasn't the top, she didn't win. She says, good for Isis for working her underwear as it was the height of design. Pythia designed a whole fitted dress while Isis wore black underwear with chains. No wig, nothing. It's all in the styling, honey.
1: Um shady Pythia is my favorite. Pythia. I like every yeah. time she's thrown shade in the confessionals, I am living for it. I'm like, I mean, I see where she's coming from, but it's also, yeah, like sure Isis was just wearing and we see this all the time with design challenges people like the biggest is not all like doing more is not always the best right. like sometimes you if you do something simple and effective it can still get you the crowd or it can still get absolutely. you the way
0: it, it's it really is the styling it's how you interpret the challenge and how it you interpret it interpret it for your drag and I'm not discounting Pathea here at all what she did was incredible but she's done better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brad arrives wearing reflective tracksuit that I will say is a fashion miss. Uh, but at least a car wouldn't miss him while running.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I, I ruined your joke. That was a good joke. Oh, no, it was
0: fine. I, um, I, There are things that I know. I am a very particular looking person. There, I know there are things that I will not wear why would he put that on his body? What what did he think he was gaining here? Or was this like one of those contract deals a famous designer made it and he had to just wear it?
1: Um, that is very possible. However, I'm someone who like, I love obnoxious fac- fashion. <laughs> but like sometimes you just have to be like the thing that... Is going to draw the most attention, and yeah, Thanksgiving, yeah, he was giving everyone is going to see me in this moment, in my he, he, he definitely
0: judgment. want he definitely wants to know that he is in there. Um, he wants to be the main judge in this show, but let's be real, he's not. No, put no. a, put a, put a little more makeup on, maybe maybe you'll get there, Brad. All right, for this week's mini challenge, they will pair up and join Brad for a new challenge called Fashion Police. So is this taking over for the reading challenge? Because if it is I might be on board for a little reading challenge makeover but also I already miss it. Didn't they do a reading challenge this season? They did but like why are we doing another kind of reading challenge? What are we doing here? Are we, are we taking Because this one was fun.
1: I, I did like this uh, this mini challenge. I also like the name. I think Fashion Putleys was a cute yeah. pun. I yeah. love a good pun. Um yeah, I did. I What I thought was interesting is that Brad said, okay, we're going to like toot and boot the looks. And they, it was all boots. Everyone was just being shady mm-hmm. the whole challenge. They were like, oh, nothing is good, except for where they yep. had to compare, obviously. But even then, they would be like, oh, we're going to compare these. This one is bad. Bad,
0: bad, bad. Like- exactly. Well, they're going to join Brad in the studio. Um, it's going to be an improv challenge. and listen this is a good precursor for what you're going to do later get this is the where you get your uh heebie jeebies out get your scaries out this is where yeah. you can do it so we're going to discuss it by look and some of the comments that the ladies had to say we are going to start off with um both kendall and pathea wearing yellow and and of course they the first look they get is isis's glam shade look as her entrance which is also yellow um Kendall does love yellow and usually likes the let mellow, mellow. But this bitch, I'm gonna flush down the toilet. Okay, funny, funny read. Isa says she doesn't know who she is, but she looks like a winner to her. Though um, the blue that she's wearing in this mini challenge, with that full beard, is a boot.
1: <laughs> Listen, any quick drag is a toot for me. I like if, if you can get anything on your body in twenty minutes. <laughs> I'm that's like, fair. good for you. You did it. You you got something on.
0: Brad asks Adriana if she looks sophisticated. She says, "Some may say, some may not." And then, careful bitch, Isis snaps back, "That was the fun part for me for the challenges when they're critiquing the person they're sitting next to, yes. um, because that's that's shady." And then Gia in green is like, "Tacky." Next girl, um, Gia. Wow, she she she's always on an eleven, isn't she? Gia? Uh Uh-huh. Yes. She needs to tone it down. (laughs) Especially when I'm recapping five episodes a week. Tone it down, girl.
1: (laughs) Listen, she's on TV. Sometimes that's what you got to
0: do. I do kind of love the campy edit they're giving to her because I'm sure she's watching it back being like, I might actually be that annoying. Maybe I should either lean into this character or actually tone it down. But I don't know, I can't tell. I have I've I've seen um her just be herself on Instagram. So I'm not I'm not really sure where she's going quite yet. Next up is the Who It Wore It Better Holy Hell Edition. It's Pythia versus Kendall, none to devil look showdown. Adriana says it was very predictable. Kendall says this is very you win, order it online when it arrives, which is absolutely true.
1: It was a great Gia. Movie.
0: Yeah. Gia says the devil is in the details. And where are the details, Kendall? Okay, hey, fine. You won me over. That was a good, 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 quick one. Kamora says, "Let me tell you something about Pithia. All those hands reaching for all those no places. Pithia wins hands down." Okay, so I get the joke. I get the punchline. It was bad delivery. Yeah. It's gonna be a trend for Kamora more.
1: <laughs> bad
0: delivery. <laughs> yeah. And Isis says the delusion of fashion, uh, delusion of her fashion is greater than her execution. Pathia later. Funny, but someone had to do it. Someone had to do it. It was going to happen eventually. Next we have Camorra's tribute to Deborah Cox. Uh, both Pathia and Adriana give it a bit of a hmm. Adriana will say it's very big bird going to Sesame Street Gala. Sure. Um, for Pathia, it doesn't ruffle her feathers. Gamora says it's fab, girl. The feathers, the stones, the fringe, it's over. Too bad you're the only one who likes your own look. Um, yeah. And Isis says it's the first time her outfit has been louder than her mouth. Ooh. Not wrong. Who wore it better? It's the queens who stop traffic, Pythia and Suki. Remember her? She was on the show at one point, too. I love Suki doll. I love, she was I fun. i so upset she went home. Yeah. Gia says do not enter Pythia because she is what? sickening she's on point if she might say i roll (laughs) that's that's what that gets (laughs) kamara says she's got a cone head it's a traffic do not uh, or traffic don't no 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 kamara stop done quit please (laughs) and then Pathia will say this old thing kendall starts to break down while saying this bitch keeps on winning in these looks these toots and boots no big deal that's totally fine I think that's when she won this challenge, when she breaks down, because she's, she's a loser. She's losing in everything. <laughs> and finally, last but not least, Gia's premiere party, Eleganza. Kendall says she's clearly pay- playing with the fucking shapes, and that's a rectangle.
1: That was such a good comment. Yeah. It was, um,
0: like, yeah. Um... I guarantee you, though, she has used that joke to Gia on stage many times
1: that's fair but yeah, it's a good joke it's a great it joke.
0: was it was very good <laughs> isis says it's definitely a choice look at her face she's not even convincing herself which was facts and finally andriana says she's in love with her with the hair isis will ask are you and no andriana says no so dryly very funny andriana doesn't realize how dry humor is actually funnier than funny funny humor sometimes
1: and it's, it's working for her it worked for yeah. her
0: well, they were all hilarious and the winner is Kendall Gender. She gets $2500 cash tip courtesy of the Men's Room. Okay, so let's break this down cuz I I don't I don't know what the Men's Room was, but we're going to see the logo. It's located in Toronto, Montreal and Chicago. What do they sell? I don't know, but it says fashion, grooming and fetish. Sounds like a party. It does sound like a party. I just, I was confused. I was like, I'm not going to put this in my search history because I'm afraid of what this place actually is. So listeners, if you would like to put it in your search history and let me know what they sell there, I'll do it. Do do it! it. I
1: was like... Toronto, the men's mm -hmm. room.
0: The men's room. I was like, okay, fashion, cool. Grooming, I get it. And then you're adding fetish. It's like, oh, okay, maybe we're taking this a step too far. Nothing wrong with fetish, but how does that work with grooming? Unless it's the fetish (laughs) it says
1: shop the men's room for the latest fetish gear leather harnesses handcuffs jock straps sexy men's underwear socks streetwear sex toys and more they really have it all uh
0: what about the grooming what's the grooming here what that why what's the grooming of it all
1: i mean i'm assuming they oh oh it's a barber shop
0: (laughs) stop it you can (laughs) get a harness and get your hair did at the same place yep 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 wow it where is. is the one in new york so i can go before the glam awards
1: there's one in chicago but Matt that's too far not i can't make it
0: yeah, <laughs> okay okay listen you know what men's shop if you'd like to sponsor the podcast hit me up we'll <laughs> gladly take your stuff cool. Thanks. You know cool
1: and they are giving the canada the canada girls the cash prizes that the uk girls will never see
0: Oh, poor girls, poor girls. Um, Yeah, well, just listeners, remember this prize when we get to the next prize. (laughs) Oh God. All right, it's time for the main course as it's maxi challenge time. They will be having a roast. Kendall doesn't eat meat, but she's ready to roast a bitch. The guest of Dishonor is none other than Brooklyn Heights. Kamara in Confessional says, the bitch don't smile, the bitch can't smile no more. And this mean read is just the appetizer of what is to come. They're going to be mentored by Brad and Emma Hunter. Who? 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 However, I loved her. She's very good. She's very funny. Um, everyone is fair game, so cook who you want. Um, except for Tracy Melcher. Apparently, we weren't allowed to talk about her.
1: Well, she wasn't in the room. That's a little She wasn't funny. in the room.
0: Well, as the winner of the mini challenge, Kendall will choose the performance order. Miss Congenial Candidate Kendall Gender is going to ask everyone what they were thinking. She shares that she would like to go first. Oh, she already got risking. She, she, she wants to uh, make a risk here. Old move. She is feeling at the bottom of the competition, so she wants to set the tone and mood, and it's her time to prove why they saved her and just who the fuck Kendall is. Pathia is shocked by this election, as she knows she wouldn't want to open. Kamora says the coveted spots are beginning or end, and Kendall's thinking either Kamora or Isis for the end. Kamora will then tell us that she thinks Kendall is conniving and setting her up. No, girl, you set yourself up yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't need any of the any
0: of the other girls for that. Not at all. So the order is going to be Kendall. She's going to start. Kamora will finish with Adriana second. Gia is third. Fourth is Pithia, and putting Isis at fifth. Isis feels she can go anywhere because she's going to be absolutely hilarious, so fine. I'll, I'll do what I want. Brief. Exactly. But Thea is shocked that there is so much thought that goes into comedy routines. I love that. And the, and the world is flat. I mean, round. I mean, duh, you dumb bitch. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> she really was like, I didn't realize how much brain power this took. Like
0: Now, I... would you consider yourself a comedy queen? Yes. Does it hurt your brain to write a joke? Does it hurt my brain? Yeah, because I think Thea was really having some um, brain hemorrhages. I wouldn't say it hurts my brain. I would say I have to use my brain. Right, right, right. Good. Um, now, that's 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 what confused me here. Is like, have you never heard a joke before? Do you think it just everything comes out like willy nilly, like off the the cuff? No, no. Right, but,
1: like does exist. Like improv comedy is a thing, but. Mm-hmm. Most comedy is not that.
0: But I'm going to say something because I was also very critical of her Snatch Game. With this comment, it all makes sense. Grimes wasn't funny! Grimes was Poppy! You did Poppy! Wrong! I'm still (laughs) pissed about that. Grimes was should have been Poppy and Poppy should have been Grimes when Crystal (laughs) Method did Poppy because that was wrong too. Okay, it's fine. Whatever, it's fine. All right. Well, Kimura's sage advice here is that you need to make yourself laugh and that everyone is laughing with you, even if it's a dig. Isis says, don't cross that line. Have you been able to host a show where you have crossed the line? What happens when uh, the the room turns? Um, When the room turns... Believe me, that I've definitely been in rooms where drag queens um, make things so awkward and you're like, I can't look anymore. Yes,
1: I have definitely been there. I um, don't think I've experienced it myself, but also my like hosting experience is minimal at this point in my That's drag fair. career. Um, but I've definitely, yes, I've definitely been in the room when comments have been made that are um, divisive. I, I
0: can definitely think of a couple queens off the top of my head. I'm going to not say them. But if you would like to tip me a dollar, I will definitely share them with you. Um, that I'm much I like. Th- there have been moments where I'm like, as a friend, you should probably retire what you think is a joke because it's not funny and made people leave. Just saying, um, comedy is hard.
1: Yeah, comedy is hard. It's very hard, and yeah, yeah. When 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 you do when you cross a line, sometimes
0: there's no coming back. There's just certain topics that are really off limits. And maybe, maybe like, okay, maybe there needs to be a school for drag queens and, and, and that has to be a class. And I will open up the school for drag queens and I will teach the class of what you can't say on mic. And you have to pass the class to be a working drag queen.
1: Otherwise, I could, I'm not going to name names, but I can think of a couple <laughs> who need the class.
0: You know what? I'm going to call this school Drag You.
1: not this No. no
0: no all right well what will cross the omg that came out of my mouth line is adriana asking if poppers is a brand
1: honey i mean i understand like i'm sure they you know they were told like you can't use brand names and whatnot like and she's just trying to make sure
0: so then the question is, has she never had poppers or has she had so many poppers that she can't distinguish what brand she's had?
1: Okay, probably the second one. <laughs> but also, so like, much double Scorpio. English being her second language, like I'm, I'm sure that... Third, third language. Third, third language. French right in the middle. Oh, oh, Canada. Makes sense. Um, I'm you sure that, a, a, you know, she just, she was just being safe. She was just making that's sure. Fair up, that's fair. It, Do it, you it have a... Work. A funny moment, though.
0: Do you have a favorite Poppers brand? I don't. Um, Neither do I. I, 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 I don't buy them personally. I, I don't. Will, if someone says here, I'll be, thank you. I will say. The, so the, I the, the, the most fun I've had was with Double Scorpio, where I was like, I'm going to die. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, like was My I head is spinning.
1: I don't know if I've tried those.
0: They are very good, they are very intense. Um, just don't do it when you're producing a show, your own show, just stay away from it. Okay, good to know, good to know. <sighs> Good times, good times.
1: Um, was uh... it also moment when Adriana was sitting with a dictionary in front of her?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, um, she, a- uh, that also got me good. And um, again, I, a- I English is her third language, so I'm sure she needed it, but it just- She's a special girl, she really is. The whole book in front of her really was it was well. I look.
0: understand why they're not allowed to have their phones, they can't look at things up. Otherwise, you go to that like rhyming dictionary, you go to the dictionary.com, you find that shit on the internet. It's all there. Like, there are probably queens in that room who have never opened up the dictionary in the, their life because they are that young. There are queens in that room who don't even know what the Dewey Decimal system is. You're probably too young for the Dewey Decimal system.
1: I used to work in a library. Okay, fine. You're good. You're good. I do got you. I like. I I know that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're good,
0: listeners. If you were born like after '97 and you don't know what the Dewey Decimal System is, just goodbye. Go away. Go sleep. Um, well, speaking of crazy things and old things, um, I just want to share the story because I didn't get I didn't get to share it uh, any other place. But um, everyone knows I'm, I'm on the other side of old. Um, I'm th- I'm 34. But um, I'm, I'm, cl- I'm currently cleaning out my house and, and getting rid of things. And I found a paper from, I think I, it was my ninth grade sociology class. Uh, this would put us around 2002, 2003. And for the project, we had to come up with uh, an infomercial uh, about a product for like a certain uh, age group or whatever. Um, so I came up with, uh, I was like, why can't you just like customize an iPod, call it like a MyPod? And like the first thing I said, you can add to it was a um, karaoke system. Number two was a, a phone. Number three was a camera. But number one, got to have that karaoke system. <laughs> so can I get money for creating the, the iPhone without actually knowing I created the iPhone?
1: Yeah, that feels like you need to like write some strongly worded emails and uh, and get some, get some compensation.
0: I wish I knew what grade I got on this project because if I did not get an A I want it now. I will <laughs> a more go
1: more strongly worded email. I, I will I, I will
0: find you, Mrs. Candoff, and I want an A because I knew things or I'm just a psychic. Either one, haven't figured out yet. Um, I just want to share that fun story. Yeah, well, I
1: mean, the karaoke system. I'm still kind of waiting. Karaoke system. Oh, that,
0: so. I, I, it, I need it. Listen, oh my God, karaoke system. That's what I wanted. And I also in quotes, <laughs> pod, in, like in quotes. I wrote uh, security system because clearly I know how iPods and iPads and iPhones and Apple work. Sell my data. Thank you very much. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to the mentoring with Brad and Emma Hunter. Um, Kendall joins Brad and Emma, and according to Kendall, she's just one funny bitch. And that's funny because, like me, you have no whole idea who this bitch is either. No, yeah. I usually, like, try to do a little research as I'm going through it. Um, I didn't get a chance to research Emma in this moment, but she seems like a funny lady. I, I would watch her stu- stu- stuff, stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, after this episode, I yeah, I yeah. this. like um I she kind of gives
0: it. me like um uh a uh, uh, Samantha Bee vibes.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I what think, did you think I, about her?
1: I literally I think I wrote down three times. I don't know who Emma is, but I love her.
0: Yeah, are there just no other Canadian comedians? Is it after Tom Green that's all they could get? So they go from Tom Green to Emma Hunter?
1: <laughs> I mean, Maybe they just I don't know. I'm sure they where was out?
0: Jim Carrey? I'm sure
1: he was available. Is he Canadian?
0: He it Gia did it for Snatch Game. Of course oh. he's
1: Canadian. Well, I mean, you don't know. Yeah, oh, no, he is. Or no, Mike, Myers, gonna, yeah, Mike Myers, they could have gotten Mike Myers.
0: Mike Myers would have been great.
1: On, oh my God. Uh, on Drag Race. <laughs>
0: that's what I want in the world. Mike Myers on Drag Race in I Drag
1: Mike and Jim Carrey. Coaching. I, I
0: want Mike Myers as Linda Richmond on drag race. For coffee talk. That's the challenge I want. That's it. Done. Done. Here we good. go. Another struggle my- with email. It's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Well, Emma asks how the joke writing is going. And so far, she thinks it's going good. Kendall hosts a lot of events. So she hopes this is going to translate. She starts off with a joke where she says that sometimes she feels Brooklyn is a little bit harsh on her, but she finally figured out why. It's because out of drag, she kind of looks like Evie Oddly. That was
1: so good. So good so good
0: she's going to continue with the joke and say it must be stressful that the ptsd must be real and it makes her laugh as she does the (laughs) evie oddly laugh i am livid this did not make the final cut like either she didn't say it or what it was gold i needed to see brooklyn's reaction
1: I hope she said it. And I I have a feeling she like did and they just cut it out because she'd already said it in the coaching. Right. Especially since the judges didn't say anything. I feel like Brad and Emma would have been like, that was such a great joke. Why didn't you have it in the final? If she didn't.
0: It was was one of the best roast jokes I think we've ever heard.
1: Um, It was, yeah, it was really, I mean, I don't know if I go that far, but it was really well thought out. It it was
0: good. It it was very good. Um, And now I just can't unsee it.
1: True. True. And I think it, it helps that it was, like, a, a good roast joke also, like, includes you. I feel like it, it helps mm-hmm. in a roast to be like, oh, absolutely. yeah, like me and the fact that this is a funny thing about me that also influences you. I feel like, absolutely. That was, like
0: Emma just loves Kendall's energy and it's exactly what they want in a roast. She tells her the faster to the punchline, the better, which I fully agree with. Absolutely. Kendall goes in on Amanda Bruegel next as she is thankful that she took time out of her busy schedule creating a show only 50-year-old white women actually watch.
1: I resent that comment. I love The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I
0: was like, am I a 50-year-old white woman?
1: I know. I mean, like, I I sometimes feel like a 50-year-old white woman. Um, Under your
0: eye, Kendall. That part. (laughs) I, I, I know there are a lot of people who haven't watched A Handmaid's Tale. I would love to Listen to someone who's watched *Handmaid's Tale* now compared to someone who watched it from like the beginning.
1: I I actually very
0: different viewing experience.
1: I watched it um, this past summer before the most recent season Uh because my has has been watching it and so he made me start it from the beginning and i binged the whole thing up until the new season and then we watched the new season together
0: it is scary during the trump years watching it during the trump years i was like i don't like this this is like reality after biden was elected i was like okay this is kind of like a tv show again <laughs> it's not
1: I real can, i can only imagine yeah watching it during the trump oh, years, lets him like
0: season I- two and two, well, part of three, those were terrifying. I was like, "This is this." I that's I'm walking out into that tomorrow. Great, cool, cool. Anyway, Brad's cool. <laughs> gonna tell her to go further, and Kendall is like, "Oh, uh, he wants her to be a roaster." And Emma says she has a sweet and innocent face that lets her get away with rude stuff. Listen, that comment is real. Twinks, you get away with anything with me because of those perfectly beautiful faces. I'm looking at you currently, recent block talk guests whose names shall be nameless. There are a lot of you. You know who you are. God, it's I hate that sweet looking people get away with everything. I hate it.
1: Um. Yeah, as someone with chronic RBF, I, uh, I resent those people.
0: I, um, funny story, when I was doing my theater criticism all the time, I, I was known for just being very intent. Uh, there was one fringe show I went to where the set, uh, featured a mirror that you could see from the audience. I caught myself looking a couple of times and was like, oh, now I know why people hate me. I really look like I'm not enjoying myself. This was a great show. I, I just, I, I'm taking it in, but yeah, um, Judging iconic, I had that issue a lot where contestants were like, Why do you hate me? I was like, What are you talking about? They're like, You looked miserable. I was like, No, 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 you were great. I was just taking it all in.
1: Yeah. I've had to train myself to smile. I'm I'm the same at my when I've been competing and drag competitions in the past couple months. I'll be like sitting and watching in the audience, and I'll just, you know, watching my my sisters do their numbers, and my partner will be like, maxi you look so upset right now like you need to smile people are going to think you're like and i you know i'm usually like just enjoying it but i just yeah yeah. just sitting and watching and i I, I,
0: think uh, maybe maybe it's time to take a a a, a page out of the isis playbook and just paint on an angry face so that you can get away with everything it's either be sweet looking or always look miserable
1: my my eyebrows are getting higher and higher every time. (laughs)
0: all right adriana is next and she's not great with improv but she wants to show that she can be funny so she starts off and um the google translation from spanish to french to english really fucked this one up Uh, she 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 thanks amanda for being there because otherwise she would have felt in fucking hoosville or something some some tim burton creepy white shit (laughs) help me out here what was going on this is also what was said on the bottom. This, these are the words that came out of Avian's mouth.
1: Um, I, the thing is you can like tell that she's got a, an idea for a decent joke in her head, she just, is, she doesn't know how to set it up and like, you know, set up the joke and then say the punchline, because that is a, it's a hard thing to do for people who speak English. Right. I mean, like, and I, I I see what she's saying. Like Tim Burton doesn't cast people of color in his movies. Like they are white. Like I see what she's saying. Like there's a lot of white people in the cast. There's a lot of like, I actually, there wasn't. This is a pretty diverse cast, but
0: there's-, yeah, uh, but uh, there's it, was, all... it was the Whoville, I was like, what? Where do we get Hooville and Tim Burton? I mean, that's the crossover we deserve. But um we to help me out here. Maybe and she then,
1: just put them in her head. I, they're kind of similar. Like now see- she's
0: gonna call Brad Goreski the homosexual mayor of Hooville, the gay poodle of bitches. Now she's just saying random words.
1: <laughs> she had Hooville on the brain. She that sure did. She like she was just really thinking about it.
0: And now she's gonna say that when brad enters the room is the smell of silicone lube poppers and bad decisions help her she's dying up there they're gonna say okay we're gonna chit chat have some feedback emma says she's meandering and we get a joke about brooklyn making her think she was competing on dragula or some shit one i don't get it two they allowed her to say the show name on this show which is forbidden on the other show You're not allowed to say drag
1: race on the other show. But I mean, I guess I under I kind of understand the the dynamic that the two shows have that would allow Drag Race to let you say Dracula and Dracula not let you say drag race.
0: Like the like boulets like will murder you if you utter those words. Like the amount of times I just wanted J. Jolie to say it, but she was not allowed to.
1: The other show.
0: The other show. Because she she literally had to refer to it as the other show. Oh, so good. Um, Rest in peace, Jade, Julia, Dragula. It, it was a fun ride. Good, good times. Good times. Um, At least she got to say the back rolls comment. That was, that was, that's all I needed.
1: And honestly, good for her for getting cast on both. Like
0: Exactly. I will say the one thing that we all missed out on is no one said, get him, Jade. Get her, Jade. Get her, we Jade. missed it. We missed it. Why did we get it?
1: Uh, maybe someone did, and the and the producers were like, we can't we can't do that many drag race references. Are you kidding me?
0: She would if I were there if in that first episode she walked in, I would be quoting everything she said. Oh, it's okay, it's fine. Anyway, Brad says that Andreon is gorgeous and confident. So keep that spirit as that's who's delivering the roast. Okay, fine. Now let's talk about Kimura who is a nervous public speaker, but she loves comedy. This is the one she thinks she should win. She starts off that ISIS complains about everything, almost like she's a rapper. My neck, my back, girl. If she had an ass, we'd be talking about her crack. Okay, so she cut out pussy because she wasn't sure she could actually say it, and now we're gonna get the pussy, pussy, pussy of it all because pussy makes things funnier. Sure, sure. Does pussy make things funnier? Uh,
1: I mean, listen, we could ask Steven Sondheim. May his memory be a blessing that the one of his best lines is popping pussies into pies. <laughs> yeah, there you
0: go. That uh, is very, very true. So, you know, I think I think it could. Yeah, well, Brad tells her she needs more nuances. She will hit them hard and quick. All right, Pythia likes to consider herself funny, but she's never done this before. She starts off that this is the her very first time doing this, and she can bet that Brooke can't remember the last time she said those words, and Asper- Emma whispers, to Brad if he got it. No, he didn't. So, Pathea says in, says in Greek and in English, you're a hoe. Okay. I understand what you were trying to do, but this is this is was this another Google Translate issue?
1: Maybe. I don't know. If you have to explain the joke, it's not a good joke.
0: Exactly. Now, Emma says, don't start with I'm not good at this or this is my first time as the audience might already think it's meh. So, have confidence to start, which I think is sound advice. Perfect advice from Emma. Yeah
1: great advice that's that's a moment where i wrote down i don't know who she is but she gives great
0: advice (laughs) (laughs) well Pythia is going to go in hard as she is still very bitter as she will introduce isis as the queen who fell into the discount bdsm rack at sex shop and won a design challenge and she will go on and say that she is the true testament that anyone can make it these days i'm not bitter not at all who said that that's when things get awkward. Is when you really make your personal feelings known.
1: Yeah, when you it's like, especially do it in the confessionals, in the workroom, on the stage. Like, and it's go,
0: unfortunate oh, when oh. no one agrees with you, and that's when you look really silly. Well, yeah, like it just doesn't make sense. It's like you're
1: saying these jokes to the judges who made that decision exactly to let her win. So, like that, these are not the people that are going to be on your side with this joke.
0: That's the team isis has arrived so how does she like the process of writing jokes she looked around the room and realized how terrible everyone was it's not even joke time she's got them ready so isis begins with a joke that breaks down brooklyn's stationary face and it's not the greatest brad says don't do individual parts of her name do it as one she will then refer to her sisters as beasts and dogs and brad and emma are not laughing which makes her a bit nervous Brad says he doesn't want his cardio to be him trying to find his way to her punchline. Okay, now I gotta ask: Did he have that on the flyer, or did someone write that for him? Because that, that was, was very, very good. I've written it for. I mean, I don't, that was I
1: don't, good. Maybe he came up with it. Maybe it was a good moment for him. And he is coaching the comedy challenge, so that is fair. It's there somewhere. Um, well, that was a good one. It was
0: good. It was good. Emma says that she needs to go boom, 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 or you'll take away time from her sister. And Isis says she needs to edit. Wow, this was the foreshadowing I did not see coming. I did not see this foreshadowing whatsoever.
1: I didn't either. Fair, until, like, I'm realizing in this moment that that happened.
0: Yeah, I was like, whoa, I'm usually good at reading edit. Not this moment, not at all. Okay, finally, it's Gia. This is outside of her comfort zone. She starts off calling herself the gravy. She calls Brad the corn and the cob as she would like to butter him up sprinkle on some sugar and scream yes daddy give me all your money one who puts sugar on corn two why are we coming for me that sugar daddy jokes are my thing
1: (laughs) what like why is she gravy what does that have to do with the corn and then the sugar what does that have to do with the corn and the gravy (laughs)
0: I was going to say that maybe it was a Canadian thing, but when the Canadians aren't even on board with the jokes, it's not a Canadian thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Gia says that Emma is like the aunt that shows up and no one knows what side of the family she belongs to. She can sit with the kids. Okay, because it was funny, but again, the delivery and the execution, it wasn't right. It was the wrong punchline. Emma says that Gia doesn't think she's a joke writer, so she doesn't want to write the jokes. Gia says she is struggling being mean she will tell us that she had anger issues when she was younger she has worked hard to push away from being the mean person and this is the challenge she felt would be the toughest for her hard confessional to understand here because i believe her and i believe that she probably was one of those 21 year old twinks who got away with everything and was probably that bitch on grinder who said you're ugly you're too femme and get away from me that's probably her. So I, I appreciate the journey she's been on. But it doesn't help with ever, that what we've been presenting. It's hard to sympathize sympathize with Gia because she's not a sympathetic character at all on this show.
1: No. And then to say, like, I was a bitch once, and so I'm worried that I'm going to be a bitch again. It's like, that doesn't... Oh. Yeah, you, I guess you should be worried. like, But that doesn't make me like... I don't know, when you're a bitch, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, she was a bitch once and, and like, so I understand why it's coming out again, like.
0: Yeah. Well, Emma tells her, you're a queen, don't hold back, just say fuck it, and Brad tells her to step her fucking pussy up, write a good roast, and wear a leotard with two legs. Okay, maybe Brad's funny. This is good. Good job.
1: I mean, listen, he's coaching the comedy challenge. Must be in there somewhere.
0: It is roast day, and Adriana is feeling medium rare. Pythia says that getting into drag, you are like becoming a superhero. She is named after a person who is respected for their power. She says that back in Greece, being a feminine person as a masculine presenting person is taboo. For her to claim Pythia is the take back the femininity that was taken away from her as a child. Gia says that being in drag makes you empowered, but getting out of it, it's a sense of inadequacy. Adriana notes that there is a social pressure in the gay community about being a hunk, being skinny, and Kamara adds that if you're not enough or too much as a gay man, it's undeserved pressure. Kamara says that out of drag, she is a nerd and quiet, conserved. Kamara is her alter ego. Pathea says that the power they have in drag is available to them out of drag. Maybe not physically without 30 pounds of makeup and two stacked wigs, but they still have the power. Drag gives you tough skin. I thought this was a very poignant and real conversation. Um, because I think for those who don't do drag or aren't part of the scene, there is a perception that the character you see on stage is the character off stage as well.
1: Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed this part of this episode and I thought it was a really important thing and also very relatable as someone who does drag and has a lot of anxiety yeah. <laughs> because I you know like when I'm in drag I, there is just like so much more power and it's so much easier to just like talk to people and be around but I also like you know will go to drag shows out of drag and be involved in nightlife when I'm not in drag but it's like so much harder for me to like I don't know when I'm not in drag to yeah it, to it's, have it's a- presence and like
0: it's, it's a it's a weird thing because for me like I didn't feel like I found my confidence as a person until I entered nightlife. But at the same time, I feel like I was more questioned and and felt more insecure once I entered nightlife. It's really interesting, and I'm not sure if there's ever gonna be a fix for someone if you're not a drag queen or a drag artist, a drag king, whatever. And you work in nightlife. You're, you're, there's always going to be that separation um, because I'm I never I'm not putting on a face, but there is a difference for me when I'm there supporting friends and I, or I'm there as a producer producing a show. I there is a different version of me, but people around me don't see that. So it's 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 hard. It's very, it's a very interesting conversation. Um, but I, I appreciated that they all had very similar views, and I wish we heard more about Pathea talking about Pathea
1: yeah yeah it was yeah a great conversation and yeah an important thing to be said it's always nice when um when drag race lets them kind of just like talk about the real the reality of of drag and also just like the queer community in general
0: it's a mess we love it though
1: yeah, that's that's yeah. the sentiment is it is a mess but we love it you're, you're proud but there's issues that need to be uh-huh.
0: addressed. all right well brooklyn is looking all snaky with the gown oh and that hair oh she is looking like a star i disagree I oh, <laughs> oh no okay talk to me what's going on here why did you hate it
1: Wait, th- this was this was the the purple snake look, right? Yeah, with the
0: hair.
1: L- okay, let me find the look to remember the hair because I don't I don't know if I remember the hair. I just remember not thinking the so look. So
0: short and like white gray with the stones. Oh, the
1: okay, yes, the gray finger waves mm-hmm. neck up, neck up. I am into it. Fair, fair. Neck down, however, no I snakes just, for you. I don't. I, mm, I just think I wish the snake was like more. I wish the snake was more effective. Um the the look just doesn't feel totally cohesive to me. I, not, like the, I, can, I like the parts of it, but I don't know if it's like a full, if it's the full fantasy for me.
0: I can I can understand that, and accept that. Well, we've got TV's Amanda Bruegel, TV's Brad Goreski, and TV's Emma Hunter. All on TV. <laughs> We're going to talk about the roast at Brooklyn Heights, go through the highs, the lows, and the moments that make you question things. Like there's an actual audience present, only one person per round table, or was this just like the production crew sitting there as plants?
1: I truly have no idea. I, Who these I, people? I remember having that thought because COVID. So like, yeah. yeah. And then they, they didn't tell us, but.
0: Listen, if I worked on that show and I got to sit down and watch the show, I would be very happy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like literally any member of the crew of being able to just like chill and watch like.
0: I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, Kendall looks all reductive with a green leopard print dress, but that's okay. Queens love green. They love leopard print. It's been a thing everyone's worn. It's fine. She starts off telling Emma she won the mini challenge. It was an intense acting challenge where she had to pretend she knew who the fuck she was when they said she was the judge this week. and scene. Hey, we're off to a great start. I'm here for it. She calls Amanda Bruegel, Wendy Williams. She apologizes and says it's all the bodysuit cutting off circulation to the brain. She thanks her for taking time off from filming a show for only 50-year-old white women. Speaking of 50-year-old white women, hi, Brad! Brad is, <laughs> Brad is a fashion stylist, which means he's not talented enough to be a fashion designer and too ugly to be an actual celebrity she is on a roll
1: yeah. really truly and
0: and what's so good is these are not jokes we've heard on the show before these are new jokes these are things that feel fresh and fun
1: yes Yeah.
0: Ken, Kendall tells us that Brad is her middle name she apologizes for the useless information which is like getting useless makeup critique from a drag queen who doesn't even paint her own face Brooklyn Heights everybody <sighs> When did she stop doing her face? Because now it makes sense. And two, who who did it when she was on Drag Race?
1: I mean, I'm assuming it's just like any other. Like she just is on this show, and so for this show, someone else does her face. Like I'm sure she still paints outside of Drag Race. I don't know. Maybe not.
0: It would but be she literally insane if that's the case. Maybe she has her own different. Raven. Yeah, she probably just does her own makeup. She probably just
1: has a makeup artist for Drag Race.
0: How do you learn to paint someone else's face? I,
1: I am that's hard. I am bad at it. I like if she, I if I have to do a makeover. She's not painting
0: out. her own face, she someone's painting her face very well, though. All right, I'm gonna have to look at the credits and figure out who it is.
1: Who's, who's make- Brooklyn's makeup?
0: Yeah. Well, Kendall said they learned it was a roast of the icon, legend, and star, Queen of the North. And she assumed they meant it was Priyanka. They said they meant, yeah, they said they meant the queen who gave herself the title instead of winning the fucking crown. Nazi. It's
1: fact. Like full tea, full. She went there, she went in. It was a great joke. I also love Priyanka. So, any moment to bring up her, great.
0: Well, speaking of people who will never win the crown, prepare yourself for the mediocre comedy stylings of Adriana. I loved Adriana's pageant hair and pageant gown and her attempt at being congenial, um, but this was the wrong place, wrong time for it. It's a roast. Exactly. So she is honored to do some juicy Brooklyn Heights cooking. She stumbles before saying that they have the more affordable and less lovable Michelle Visage, Amanda Bruegel. Without her, the panel would be whiter than Pathea's dancing. Okay, subtle, but kind of good. I, 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 not
1: bad. I like the Michelle Massage joke. It's a little obvious, yeah. but it's good.
0: Adriana sees so much of herself in Brooklyn. She's quiet, beautiful, and still a fucking bitch. She said she saw her versatility, but she was blind the whole season. She's never topped and bottomed so hard in her entire life. She sure Brad has. She's like Cynthia Kendall and Gia's trio. Just destroyed. Okay. Okay, so you wanted to make like a butthole joke, but you didn't quite make the butthole joke. So we got it if you know about buttholes. If you don't know about buttholes, you didn't, but that's okay.
1: It was still a good... I mean, like even... Even without the buttholes, like it, it was still yeah. like a decent joke. Even if you didn't get all the way there, like it, it, it like... was,
0: it was Kendall's face and reaction here that I was like, "Oh, this is you enjoying it. You're you think it's funny?" Well, just wait. Kendall's gonna have a funnier uh, reaction later on. But back to Trinity the Tuck. Just judging these bitches, looking like the youngest cock destroyer. Okay, funny, fine. fine. Yeah, good jokes. Gia is next. Taking the beauty, honey. She has painted. She has snatched. The tape is tight. Take notes. Brooklyn Heights. Her tape was flapping in the wind. Okay, so we're going to mean we're, play, we're playing the Alexa Michelle version of the roast. Eek. Beauty does not make her funny, but it gets her a lot of dick. And this is when I said eek. Okay.
1: Um, um, she has... I'm going to say it. beauty.
0: <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. Not with wow. those eyebrows. Those eyebrows are real. I hate it. I hate it. Literally oh,
1: real. Much. I hate it so much.
0: I don't want to know what she would look like if she shaves her brows off. Oh no. I,
1: I want to know what she would look like in drag if she would cover her brows and redraw them on because I she'd look better. I'm just saying. Fair,
0: that's fair. Well, she has also told us that she has had so many dicks in her mouth. She's on the struggle bus. Um, This was... Good for you. Thank you for letting us know you are a whore and people wanted to fuck you. Good. Thank you.
1: I didn't realize it was the geometric wrist.
0: Exactly. Um, So she's going to start with Brooklyn's new face. It reminds her of a pussycat wall clock. It's made of cheap plastic and all that moves are the wonky shifty eyes. Did you smell burnt toast? Okay, I kind of like that joke. It was kind of funny. I don't know why they hated it so much. I think it was just for the narrative.
1: I mean, that was a moment I read. I think the edit is making it worse now.
0: Yeah, I was like, that's actually a funny joke, but okay, fine. Um, all right. Well, she says her face is so stiff. If she had a rock, she could knock them together to make a fire, and then they can get the roast cooking. Call her face a brick, not a rock. Whatever, it's fine. Next Me-
1: yeah, metaphors the fire i guess is where she was going but also like i, I don't know i look at brooklyn and the, the the first thing i think is not plastic surgery face you know like she, fair, obviously bro. she's had work done what drag race queen has I, it.
0: out of drag absolutely that's plastic surgery face but that's not where you're roasting here
1: yeah yeah it's like i mean they were fine they were fine yeah. jokes
0: Well, when Pythia heard Roast, she thought the whole Greek Easter shebang. And with all the grease paint on the guest judge, it might as well be. As drag queens, they have a lot to cover up techniques. Ask them if she needs it. Just don't ask Adriana. She's a little rough. Okay, so you said there's too much makeup on Emma. You said Adriana has a beard, and you said it in a way that wasn't funny. Not funny at all. Not funny at all. all. Uh, She is worried to roast Brooklyn because of all the chemical burns causing holes in the ozone layer again
1: the plastic surgery and the joke is like that that was one where like the joke was there that she just didn't the setup the punchline was not in a way where anyone understood what was happening
0: exactly now Pythia says it's hard to take advice from Brooklyn because her face doesn't move and she's like make me laugh and Brooklyn says I'm still waiting to (laughs) there's the shade that's what we love Love, well she's not laughing well we weren't laughing at her snatch game either and again weird editing because all of a sudden it's silent and Brooklyn's laughing you're like okay did you like the joke or did you not like the joke or are we just splicing this together?
1: I, I mean I thought it was a, a decent joke I thought it was like yeah. the, the moment at the end where she like almost had a moment of redemption
0: Celine Dion more like slain be gone okay Isis thanks Pythia, for her hilarious roast and she's going to try one on her. Pythia, you're this week's design challenge winner <laughs> See, that's what happens when you are you are so bitter backstage, you're going to get it handed right to you. And, and
1: and honestly, as much as it was annoying listening to Pythia be bitter all episode, that joke was just I mean, made it, so much better exactly. because of it.
0: She says that a wide lens and a warning would really help out this cast. Could you imagine this pack of bulldog looking heifers running around loose in the world? They are the reason we spay and neuter our pets. But enough about the cast of Snow Dogs and Kimura as Kuba Gooding Jr. Okay, like, funny. It was funny.
1: But also, I mean, is that like a popular movie? Like, what a niche reference. I I I think she needed
0: she needed dogs and she needed a black actor and I guess that fit the bill?
1: And she happened to remember that movie exists?
0: Listen, yeah, I can't help you there because I was like, she and I are the same age. I do not remember that movie maybe it was
1: bigger in canada
0: maybe because they like snow there yeah (laughs) all right well brad is an accomplished designer and an accomplished author the book was called born to be brad let's all pause for the sheer genius of the title he was born and then named brad so he was like born to be brad as she eye rolls so funny that was so stupid i
1: mean, like that the joke wasn't that great but like the look that she did afterwards just made it yeah
0: because you know Brad probably when he was in his pitch meetings was like this is the only title you've all come up with. Yeah. And somehow it made it all the way to the end. Emma Hunter, the host of Pop Quiz. Since Emma likes to play games, let's play one. You all get five seconds to Google who the fuck is Emma Hunter. The winner gets Emma Hunter. Funny.
1: <laughs> Listen, all episode I've been saying asking myself, who is this? So exactly. Again, a good lead, And, up, now, a great and now we're like
0: where are the brooklyn jokes the cast is like what's, what's going on we don't know because the producer just told her to wrap it up oh shit um she yeah. tries to say that they're the that her raw-throated monstrosity of an impersonation she called selene dion is almost as bad as that cock destroyer of a throat you used to sing the last single brooklyn is laughing but you know she's not allowed to be laughing right now because the producer said you are done
1: yeah i've already yelled it and are yelling it again
0: now, I'm going to say I'm a little mad at the producer, though, because we were denied a Jungle Kitty reference, and anytime we get any Biba Sahara Bene doing Orata Tata and any reference to it, fuck you for pulling, cutting it. Isis, please tell us what the joke was.
1: We want to know. I also, guess- I mean, I guess it wasn't on Canada's Drag Race, so the producers are different, but in past seasons of Drag Race, when they go over, like, we've had edits... Where Mm -hmm. they get to finish their set and they just like later tell them like, hey, like you went up." I think it was redacted on season 12 who, um, who had an edit where she like went way, way over, but they let her finish talking. She like kept, she got to do her full set. And uh, I mean, listeners,
0: if you forgot about that moment, it's okay. Most of us try to.
1: I, I really i'm sorry for bringing that. it up
0: <laughs> oh no you're good because we need that reference because i was like wait i know it happened before and i, I just couldn't place who it was there's a reason why my brain couldn't place <laughs> it oh all right well she had two more pages and i'm like is that hyperbole or is that fact and I, at this point i think it was fact i think, I think she had hard. two more pages yeah isis went over her time the light was blinking and now it is time for Kamora to wrap things up and for those who don't know, Isis, she is the motherfucking fucking grumpiest drag queen ever. She complains about pain like she's a rapper from the year 2000. My neck, my back. If this bitch had an ass, we'd be hearing about her pussy and her crack, too. Okay, she got it. The joke worked. It was fine. But Except- she fucked up. She did. She, she, should, have, well- she should have said pussy. She should
1: have said my neck, yes. my, my pussy. And if she had an ass, we'd be hearing about her crack.
0: Exactly. You're right. That's how you write a good joke. But also, the song didn't come out in 2000, so let's not date it that old. Um, that song would not have been allowed on the radio in 2000. <laughs> oh, um,
1: boy. Well, now, it was a woman. You're right.
0: Yep. <laughs> Kendall Gender is here. If Drake and Drag is your fantasy, look no further. That one was brilliant. It was a, brilliant. A good joke. Kendall's reaction because she either had never heard it before or she was like, that's good. Um. Do you now want to see Drake in drag? I do. (laughs) Uh, I guess. (laughs) I do. I really do. Because I think it would be really rough, but I kind of just want to see it.
1: All right. Where are the producers for Secret Celebrity Drag Race? It's got to happen. Canada
0: version. Let's do it. it. It's (laughs) here. Adriana, do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? See, you fucking suck. Mean. Really mean. Like, out of nowhere, mean. Stacey McKenzie is here. Kamara listens to her fake earpiece and learns that she's from the show with the bitches in the hoods. She's not fucking with her. It's the tone. It could have been funny if you had a better tone. Aggressive. She would ask who is dressing Brad, but it's clear he's being dressed by little trolls made of candy because every time she looks at him, she tastes the fucking rainbow. The word fucking is not funny.
1: No, and the more you say it, it doesn't make it funnier. Like
0: it makes you sound angry.
1: Yeah, and I think like maybe she thought it's, it's a roast. Like you're supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know what she was doing.
0: It's the first runner-up to Evie Oddly, Brooklyn Heights. She thanks her for setting the bar so low on Snatch Game. She is the pride and joy of Canada. It's a shame that it took her 15 cc's of hair 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 acid to look this stunning her face is fucking full like a bottom in a bathhouse now listen bottoms and bathhouses there's nothing wrong with that they need to be filled that's all i got that's all i'm gonna say right. she used the word fucking more than i do and i use it a lot i uh, listeners you know i use that word a lot but Kamora, take a drink every time she used the word fucking uh you'd be you'd be dead yeah. Um, one here. Fun fact, Stephen Sondheim reference. Um, I decided in uh, my senior year of college to get high and watch um, the uh, 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 revival of Company, the, the music one with the instruments. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I said to my friend, we should play a drinking game. Anytime they say any form of the name Bobby, you take a drink.
1: I'm sorry. You we were drunk. The number. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we were shit-faced. It ended up being a very bad night. There were lots of tears. There was a lot of confessions that night. So thank you, Steven Sondheim, for bringing me and someone very further apart, because it made our relationship worse. Oh, my no. fault. It was all my fault. <laughs> I thought I could handle it, but I forgot how bad that first song is. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it. All right. Was... right. Let's head over to the runway, and the category is Dungeons and Drag Queens, and in honor of them stealing this theme from the other show, we're going to play Drag Race or Dragula. That's our toot and boot. Fair. Okay. Starting Wait, off That, that cool. means...
1: Which is toot and which is boot?
0: Oh, Drag Race is the toot here. Okay. Because <laughs> none of these motherfuckers would have survived on Dragula with these looks. Dear God. One more. Anyway, Geomastric, let's start it off. So she's a lizard queen, and all I see is a plant. <laughs> Yeah, I think the pa- I, it's very foliage yeah i think the painted body so you could have worked a scale concept but the rest was severely lacking and looks like petals um mm-hmm. i like the hair and the mask was really well done but the fact that i needed assistance to figure out what we were doing here that was a bit of a problem
1: yep it's a cool look but it just doesn't read as what it's supposed to read as
0: no Amanda loves the look as it is swamp thing and very chic. Brad is enjoying the fantasy, but the roast didn't work. She spent almost two minutes talking about herself. It was funny, but not a roast. Brooklyn says a lot of the jokes seem mean spirited. Gia says it was a challenging week for her. She has spent so much time growing as a person to not be mean. Emma says it's terrifying not knowing the lines of cruel, crude, and witty. Was it harsh? For sure. But she loved her commitment. I loved your commitment to saying you were a lizard, but you were a plant. It's a Dragula for me. <laughs>
1: um, Yeah, it's it's a Dragula.
0: Audience, I don't know how many motherfuckers have you watched it before you voted. 67% Drag Race, 33% Dragula. I know it was Thanksgiving. There was a lot of TV to watch, including the finale of UK, but that's no wrong. You got it wrong. Alright, next up, Adriana. Uh, no, no designers listed, but we know it's recreation and it's high fashion, but I needed originality. I think she looks very happy and that's something important to see out of her because we you can see she's struggling on the show right now, but it's like a fish insect hybrid thing. And I adore teal hair because we need more queens rocking that color, but I just, I feel like this was one of those categories where they got a prompt in their um, uh, uh, drag race come to the show packet. And then they said the category is Dungeons and Drag Queens. And I think none of them actually fit the brief because I haven't played Dungeons and Dragons, but I don't know where this character comes in. I,
1: yeah, I'm not, I, yeah, again, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, it feels like the category is just like fantasy. Like, I think
0: that's, it must have been fantasy,
1: fantasy creatures. Because that I mean that's what it's giving. And I guess that's like what Dungeons and Dragons is, yeah. you know. Like just and really it can be anything. As far as I know, I also haven't really played it, but I have some
0: friends. It's, who it's hard it. knowing what the, the with our reference point of being Dragula with this that that challenge, which was one of the best ever, to then come here and you're like, This is not the same whatsoever.
1: Yeah. I, I will say I thought it was weird that they were like harping on her for it being a recreation. We see recreations on Drag Race all the time. Like it's not; it's very normal that to part, like that to, part. to do a look that's been done before. Uh, um, and-
0: I I think the difference is like if you put them side to side, it looks like the exact same thing. It wasn't drag elevated. Like I, listeners, you know, if you listen to me, Chrissy Candy Muse week after week after week, they all her reference points work recreations, but they at least were her version of it. This yeah, was that- straight up Adriana. Well, Brad asks her to tell him about the runaway look. She says it's Terry Rudler Peska. He says it's stunning and breathtaking. He says her roast was a bit hit or miss. Brooklyn is torn because it is a recreation and it's a dragger, since she wants to see her drag. Amanda says she was nervous at the beginning and referred to her notes, but she didn't hit her stride and then powered through. Emma cannot believe yesterday versus today. She took the notes like a champion. Sure. I, I think the look looked great. I think her looking happy in the look is going to lean me over to Drag Race. But, yeah, I, I I understand where Brooklyn is coming from because we have seen her do some really incredible original looks. This was her chance to, again, step out of the box. That's fair. Drag Race or Dragula, where are you going? Um...
1: I I'm gonna give it a Drag Race. I feel like it's still a good look. It's effective. It reads as a like a fantasy creature. I think it fits yeah. the brief.
0: Audience agrees. Seventy three percent Drag Race, twenty seven percent Dragula. Isis Couture look by Isis. She is going evil queen with a twist. I think the crown is stunning and regal, and the, the best part. And I wish the rest of the look matched it. She is bringing you a bit of an edge with like the leather and the lace, which is very simple when you combine it with the fucking headpiece, which was perfect um yeah i just wanted more stones and more glitz and glamour to like go all the way down the look but otherwise this is a really good look
1: yeah it's a great look um it definitely stands out from the other five Um, absolutely um which i think here is a good thing like i think it's good that she like absolutely a different direction with it and also like I also think it's I don't know I think it's funny that she was like talking about how she doesn't doesn't get to like serve her like grungy no wig like kind of looks on the runway Um, and then this is which I mean this isn't necessarily grunge but it's definitely giving you know she's not wearing a wig and it's like giving that kind of gothic feel yeah
0: Yeah, and giving you the leather and lace she's getting you that edge but Brad was worried about her and then big fucking plot twist. She came through and made the audience laugh. She may not know her name, but Emma knows hers. She was incredible. She took the notes and applied them and the confidence was pouring out. The only problem was time. Brooklyn says she went on too long and unfortunately rules are there for a reason. She didn't get to her in time and it was about her, but seeing her open up and show this personality was amazing. Amanda says she was comfortable and confident and was the person they knew the That was in there. It's a drag race for me. This look was wonderful.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely a drag race.
0: Audience: eighty-eight percent drag race, twelve percent dragula. Really? Next week,
1: yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't (laughs) hundred percent.
0: Oh, it takes a lot to get hundred percent on this podcast, apparently. Okay, fair. Maybe I
1: just usually am voting early because I've definitely (laughs) seen a hundred percent, but
0: maybe I'm just like. It's usually the late stragglers. I'm like, oh, you want to be called out. Okay. (laughs) All right. Kendall Jenner. Look by Evan Clayton. Hair by Wig Chapel. The neck up is perfect. I love the braided hair and the eyes and the ears. The gold leaf on the chest is wonderful. Now, I don't know if she couldn't find the beige fabric that pops, but that toga in beige destroyed the entire illusion. It is yeah. so bland and boring, and because it is the top layer, that's where your eye is forced to. I want a redo. Give her better fabric.
1: Listen, this is what she has been serving on the runway all season, though. Like, she has been serving almost good looks. Everything she has brought has been like, I see where you were going. You, like, the idea is there, but you just, the execution was not it. You know who
0: she reminds me of with the runway? Who? Not this specific look, just her journey with the runways. Her, she reminds me of Priyanka because Priyanka was never a superstar when it came to the runways, but she had the personality. If 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 Kendall wins, it's the same formula here because she's not your runway queen, but she's good, great television. So, right. I mean, give to the only good runway that Priyanka really had was her crowning
1: her last look. Yep.
0: So I, I I understand us wanting more out of Kendall because she is a star. She's just not giving it to us fully. Which is but so frustrating. Because yeah. I know this look could have been so much better. Maybe it's a money thing. Maybe it's a COVID thing. I don't know what it was. But yeah. her sister Gia, who's using the same freaking designers as her, she's looking a little better. Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah. Brad wasn't super into it. He was obsessed with it she showed up he said the roast look was her sweet spot in terms of runway she fit the criteria which is basically a rupaul version of meh brooklyn said she knocked it out of the park she was quick and made funny jokes like priyanka being the queen of the north which is hysterical because she's not <laughs> you're delusional it's funny oh, it's but she can see her character in a video game Emma says that she got into it immediately, grabbed him with the first joke. She felt she had been doing roast for a while, which is annoying as she has been doing it for decades. And Amanda says she was so prepared and the only one who was off book. I think she had a great night. And in my world of I need to make sure my edit theory of Kendall's winning fits my narrative too, I'm going to say this is a drag race even though only the neck up was a drag race. (laughs)
1: It's a Dragula for me. That's fair. Um, That's fair.
0: The audience was very, very
1: mixed. Alone. The look alone, yeah. Like she did have a great night. Her wrist was amazing. Like she she really did a great job in the challenge. Um, but yeah, the the runway is
0: the audience not... was very conflicted as well. 55% drag race, 45% dragula. Oh, interesting. Come on, more. I know designers listed. Lesson to all future drag race wannabes if you do not have the funds to properly be on the show don't apply like don't put yourself up for the chance to be critiqued she has yet another repurposed pageant gown that she is trying to force into this category and it is simply not working i don't know how old this is but the ripples caused by the new delusion is unacceptable to call yourself a pageant queen and walk out on stage looking like that is forgive unforgivable to my eyes also, the nude is the wrong color, so there's that. And I know how hard it is to match skin tones, but I'm this. This this, hard this hard made, me mad. made me mad. Made me mad. Yeah, no, it's it, that's exactly what you said. It is
1: a. It's clearly like a repurposed pageant gown, and if it's not, it's just not good.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I get it. Like, it's unfortunate for her the way the runways came. That basically. Um, three out of four weeks in a row were the the theme that was going to make her wear pageant gowns. Um, it, it is it's, it's unfortunate, but I you have to call it what it is. This look was not good. No, even in a pageant, I'd be like, this is mediocre.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they, they called it out, and you said it like the the nude just ruffling, and it's the wrong color, and like this headpiece looks frumpy on her head yeah um, like and the the wings are backwards in my opinion they should be bigger on the top and um, so that just like makes the whole look unproportional yep
0: Brooklyn said in the roast it was the most beautiful she's ever seen her she likes aspects of the runway the wings are beautiful but it doesn't fit well she also can't see her eyes because the eyelashes are too heavy Brooklyn said her roast was too serious Emma says she was clearly a front runner yesterday, but today she was like, "Where is she?" Amanda says she was low energy. Kamora says that this was her attempt at doing levels, as she is at a one hundred all the time. And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Kamora, this is my last time. It's a it's a dragula for me. It's not going to work.
1: Oh yeah, it's a dragula, and I just like the levels comment makes is like confusing because she was. Very aggressive during the roast. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, The audience, I don't know what the fuck y'all are smoking. 50% Drag Race, 50% Dragula.
1: No way. Like perfectly split down the middle.
0: Split down the middle perfectly.
1: I mean, I could see why some people would like this, especially if it's people who like maybe didn't watch the episode or, or just like looking yeah. at the book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, oh, like it's big and it's like extravagant and that kind of makes it
0: i try my best not to lead opinions when it comes to the twos and boots on my instagram but sometimes i'm just like are are we watching the same show what explain (laughs) to me speaking of watching the same show and seeing things i don't need to be explained because they were just so perfect Pythia, look by pathea she comes out in this very victorian pink gown with a cute little button nose the hair is white um very autumnal and then bang the star of the show arrives the reveal. When she pulled off this reveal to become a centaur, it was everything. It was camp, it was glamour, it was monster, it was so perfect. It had the movements in all the right ways. I want to hear what the Boules would say about this look because it is everything you want it to be.
1: It's it's such a good drag.
0: It was exceptional.
1: And like and my um it's like two of my favorite things when it comes to reveals like one making them think that you misunderstood the assignment That's and cool. also something that is just like so stupid and like gag worthy yeah because when, when she came out i was like i'm sorry what is she wearing this is not this is the yeah. wrong time period like this is not giving dungeons and drag queens dungeons and dragons at all at all and then
0: she made it work and-
1: and then yeah, and then when she took off the skirt, it was like, oh my gosh, she like yeah, like the fact that when she came out, I was like, she didn't get it, she missed the mark, and then proving to me, I was very happy to be proven wrong.
0: It was it was so smart and so. It was a twist on the centaur. You could do a centaur and it'd be fine, but this was this isn't what we saw seen before. But there is a universe out there where there is a Victorian centaur running around, and That's I want to see that book. I want to see that movie.
1: A pink. A bubblegum pink, like, perfectly styled, like, every, like, the accessories, the hair, the little hat, like.
0: At this point, I've been watching so much Doctor Who. I want that episode. (laughs) Put it on Doctor Who with the next Doctor, whoever it's going to be. Anyway, Brad has seen a lot of reveals, but was not expecting this. The humor and excitement and creativity. Emma is not a Dungeons and Dragons person, as she was always getting laid and doing drugs. But the Bo Peep horse-ass Mad Hatter is breathtaking. I was like, that's the best critique I've heard in a while. A read. (laughs) (laughs) It's a read to so many people. Brooklyn said she had gone, she had some good moments in the roast, but a lot of bad moments. She says when she leans into her awareness and she accepts that and appreciates it and celebrates it, it's really funny. That she can take into stand-up comedy, which was like... (sighs) Okay, we're we like pushing and making people feel good, but don't ask Pathia to do stand-up comedy. I don't think it's going to end well.
1: The girl that didn't understand
0: that jokes took thought. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Please don't do that. Amanda said she was having self confidence issues, but Pathia will say she doesn't really get comedy and has to Google jokes. Okay, bro, you really want to stand by your comment? Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. Um, it's a drag race for me.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Now you you did ask me like, do I ever have a hundred percent and. Hundred percent on this one.
1: It better be. I would be very upset if anyone. I would too. This anyone... it's
0: really crazy because I'm I'm getting the process of for myself like working on an end of the year podcast about the, all of the franchises and everything. And I I had a couple requests for people wanting to do a category of like best look of the year. Pathia has like three potential entries. She's she's done so well. Um, I'm like between her and Carmen Farala, it's gonna be a, a battle between the two of them for best look that's my opinion
1: really i don't i am trying to remember carmen's look the
0: snake the freaking snake
1: oh the thing that i didn't like about that one is that i didn't get how it related to
0: that's fair okay
1: the category um but oh, it, was, so it good was a good look. look it was a good look so
0: sexy all right, well, we're going to untuck Junior. And Pythia said it was more terrifying than the snatch game. She wants to crawl under her big bustle and stay there. If she has to lip sync, she has four legs. She can trip a bitch. Okay, yeah, that's funny. That's cute. Good Adriana said, thinks that they are at the point of the competition where they will be asked who should go home. Are they already? And I wanted to jump in my screen and say, Adriana, sweetheart, they do it before this part of the show. Like before, untucked, so you can now bitch at each other. You're good this week. You're fine next. Next week, you, your name will probably very much be called. Oh, I'm gonna I, be sad if she's uh, uh, she, she's gonna be gone. She's got the worst track record, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh,
1: we, we'll, we'll, see we'll see. Has she has she lip synced yet?
0: Um, no, no. But she's been in the bottom a lot, and she's only had one win. So
1: yeah, but we'll I mean, like Kendall lip synced. That's
0: true. This. That's true. All right, Kamora is say her say her. That's who she That's what she wants to hear. She's ready to go home. I was like, girl, what?
1: Okay, so what? I'm confused about this moment from a production standpoint because it was super weird that Andrea asked that question. Like mm-hmm. it came, uh, like it, it felt like a like a like a, something the producers told her to say. I,
0: and I this think. Man yeah i think there must have been some sort of discussion in the room while they were getting ready or right after the main stage or something maybe um because it did feel out of nowhere but Kimora's going on to say that she's done her best and has reached her peak the pressure has gone to her she feels like she's not enough and that means she has to bow out cheerleader kendall is trying to get kimura to not let the few negative things get to her and makes her uh making her bow out because like don't do it you're amazing the judges haven't made any decisions how could you want to leave the competition this late in the game if i were cynthia kiss watching this episode i would have been on the phone with kimura saying fuck you bitch
1: It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And like she, she said like, "Oh, this one, like this was my challenge to win, and I didn't win it, and therefore, like clearly, I'm not gonna." It's like that. That just doesn't make any sense because it's all the such,
0: time it's poop. such a sore loser mentality. Yes, I and- we have we have all been there where we have not won the thing we wanted. We not we never we didn't get the 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 boy we wanted. Someone else did, and and you get down on yourself. You don't quit a competition where you are so close to the end. It, no. it was really, it left a really negative taste in my mouth because this season has been good. And there have been Queens we've lost because of one little mistake. She's mm-hmm. gotten a lot of free passes. Yes,
1: she has.
0: And it's, it it hurts. And it's not like this year also, has been a year on Drag Race where we this isn't a novelty where someone just quits the show up and leaves. This is kind of technically the fourth time where a contestant's like, I'm done, like you gotta do it, Ginny Lemon it, get yourself off the fucking stage and make it a moment and let Gia have her time, which we will get to. Ugh. But, um, between Ginny Lemon, um, NT, uh, uh, what's her face who I still can't stand, um. Dovima and now Kamora. It's like, what are we doing here? Um, it's really unfortunate that we had one iconic moment with Bendelacram. Mm-hmm. We should have kept it there. That's all it should have been. But now that twenty twenty one has given us four of them, I'm not happy. What the future looks like? I'm scared.
1: No, it like it really. It's it's starting to feel like they get to a point where they're like, I don't think. I'm like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to win looking at the competition, looking at my track record. And I want to have a moment. I want to yeah. have the production moment. I want to have a gag worthy moment. And yeah. so mm-hmm. like this is my last ditch effort to make a moment, make my television moment happen.
0: Yeah.
1: And listen, it is no Eve 6000 singing in that music challenge, <laughs> nothing will be as iconic. Nothing will be as iconic.
0: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well- Isis is heartbroken. She doesn't want to see her go. And Kamara will say, yeah, you can say that there are so many bitches who wanted this spot and now you're walking away and Gia's like, yeah, I want the spot, knowing she's probably going to be lip-syncing against you. Um, Kamara claims she is not walking away. She knows her limits, but as Pathea says, she's an old bitch. She's tired, which I still take offense to. I am the same age. Stop making 30-somethings feel bad about it, whippersnappers. Come on. I just said whippersnappers. I'm aware of what I just said. I
1: I wasn't going to say anything.
0: (laughs) I can joke about it. Well, decisions have been made. Kendall is a winner, baby. She wins both the Mini and Maxi Challenge, and she gets $2,500 gift certificate and a $5,000 cash courtesy of Vitality. So Uh, basically, the bitch is getting a lot of fucking sex toys this week. Because Vitality, if you looked at the logo, that that, that, that was a cock cage. Um um she's got a lot of money in sex toys and, and good for you mm-hmm. good for you um
1: yeah also a thing about um just a quick side about what they've, they've done this a couple times this season where they announce someone lip-syncing before they announce the winner um and they did that this this episode and i think it's really shitty just from like mm-hmm. a like to be like you're like before they even announce the winner, they're like, and you did so bad, you're lip syncing, and then it's just like I feel like it takes away from the winner's moment that they already like put someone in the bottom. It's like a very yeah. and it feels very weird, and they've and they've done it a couple times, and I don't know if it's production or if it's Brooklyn or what, but yeah. it's a weird thing.
0: Well, Pathia Adriana and Isis are safe, leaving Kimora and Gia as the bottom too. With all these results, do you agree?
1: Um. Yes. Yeah.
0: i I would agree as well um i know gia was very much given an edit here with how her roast went uh, because we were very much told how we're supposed to feel i'm sure it was really bad and they kept out some of the bad parts um but i i think pithia absolutely saved herself with um the runway and adriana again same thing um and, but Gia looks like a plant, but she was a reptile. So
1: yeah, I also girlfriend. thought that the nice thing about Adriana or like a thing about Adriana that kind of saved her is that she did better than expected. Exactly. Like especially with Emma and Brad's opinions, is they like exactly. saw her terrible during the um, coaching and then to like come into the the thing and like actually do okay and like had some yeah. jokes it, and she like had a like she started rough and then like bounced back, which is hard to do. I, the I song
0: yeah i agree the song is get down by b44 i have never heard of them i've never heard of the song but it was Hope. a bop i was like are we is this like were you like around for simple plan like is that what genre we're doing here
1: it also, was such- can we just
0: have a simple plan lip sync because i would do anything <laughs> i guess <laughs> i love or some 41 that's what i need in my world you're too young for this you get my reference right over your head it's fine it's fine Nickelback that's what we need a Nickelback performance
1: look at this graph
0: (laughs) yeah nope mm -mm. all right um Kamora said she was going to put on a show and well it was one to remember unforgettable and uncomfortable to say the least remember Mimi I'm first this is her now the song is very camp. Kamora is using the words to literally stalk Gia and creep behind her. I thought she was literally going to lift her up and toss her to the judges. This was, was one of the cringiest lip syncs I've ever witnessed.
1: It, like, it was hard to watch. And again, and again, it feels like one of those moments where she knows she's going out and she's trying to get her. And like, listen, I guess she got it. It will go down in history as one of the weirdest lip syncs. And like, mean, at, the, at the end of the day, it's just rude, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Uh, you have to give Gia credit because she stayed with it even though everyone in the room was like, please make this stop.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and Gia, I mean, Gia, from what she was giving, is not a great lip syncer. But she kept going and she was doing mm-hmm. what, and, and I like, well, yeah, it, it, it just, the it was hard to watch. And it was just like rude in my opinion, because the other person is just trying to perform and you are just not letting them. And yeah. it was,
0: I mean, between Amanda's laughing face, Brooklyn smiling through the weirdness, the Queens in the back wide-eyed, it was a wow moment. Yeah. Kimora says the song is dumb, so she is being an annoying bird. Gia is reminding us that this is not a couple's routine. They are not dosy-doing. But there's one more thing that we need to point out. Kamora was checked out, and you want to know when we knew Kamora was checked out? She did the performance with no shoes on. There were no shoes on. She took them off. I, I, I don't know what to say. And, and, I will I've clearly watched a lot of drag race this year. There are a lot of queens who have given you moments like that are gonna be shocking. You'll talk about it. but there's something redeeming in it. I can't find any redeeming qualities about how Kimura went out here. And it's really unfortunate because it makes the whole show look bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it is definitely. and and, what what can they do you know
0: like and it's what doesn't help and you know in a time of visibility and the ability for the fans to critique the show in a way of well she was the last black queen standing this didn't help this this was not good for that narrative either is Um, gender not black well i mean she she's um mixed i believe but yeah you're right you're right i mean uh, like again, it, it's just it's just as, as a person of color, like it's just not the great narrative to have, especially in Canada. No.
1: And and she a couple episodes ago gave us that really ridiculously powerful mm-hmm. runway, um, which was and
0: that's what sucks because you're not going to talk about that anymore. That's not what she's going to be remembered for. Oh
1: no, nope, she's going to be remembered for this absolute nonsense that she was pulling. And yeah. I, I was gagged even at the moment where Amanda literally was like that was weird yeah like where it was over and it was just like there was that awkward pause and she was just like that was weird and everyone was uncomfortable and
0: yeah i mean brad says it was uh, brooklyn says it was confusing brad asked what was happening there and Kamora says she did what came to her head and she wasn't present well gia stays and as they say in catch me if you can kimura fly flies away <laughs> Um, I think we kind of just discussed it, but my first burning question to wrap up this podcast is What is Kimura's legacy?
1: I mean, it, it, we did just discuss it at this point. It's this ridiculous lip sync. I I, I'm,
0: I, I'm gonna give her a little credit. I'm gonna say maybe in a couple weeks removed, maybe we're gonna go back in time and remember the runway moment and remember some of the things she did discuss. But right now, I think you are right. It is this, this run, the, this moment on the main stage with this lip sync. And we're going to remember her for all the wrong reasons. And I really hate that for her. Yeah, me too. She was she was someone preseason that wasn't getting a lot of followers before the season started. And I know she made a big post about um, following the queens of color and getting them to have more support. And I was one of those people who wasn't following her. And I was like, okay, I'll come support you. I don't do the unfollow, but this would be someone I would potentially be like. I don't know who you are anymore, um, but I'm not going to. I'm I'm going to be here for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow your journey. I'm gonna be, I'll try to be supportive. But I, you, there are other queens in this season that I want to see back again.
1: Um. Yeah, I I I don't follow any queens until the season's over because I am so bad like whenever I see spoilers, I get That's really. That's um And I don't know. I'll, I'll probably end up following her. I usually follow most of the girls, and, and it's like a weird thing where it's like I did enjoy her yeah. at a lot of moments. um She was very up and down, and it just like sucks that she ended on such a down.
0: I agree. All right. Next week is a makeover challenge. They're going to prom. um Is this a tie-in with the movie prom? The prom? Or is James Corden going to show up? Please don't. No. I swear to God. <laughs> um, who are you worried about? Who do you think cannot paint another person? Gia. I'm gonna say Gia might have some issues because she's gonna have to block someone's brows and she's gonna be like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't remember. know what to do.
1: She's gonna try to like yeah, no. I'm worried about I'm worried about Gia. The I'm
0: worried about Gia. I'm worried about Kendall. Um yeah. I'm not worried about Pathia, and I'm not worried about Isis. It's is gonna be a yes. battle of which one of those is gonna win. Yep. Um, I might be worried about Adriana also because her paint is her paint. Um, it's something that I've noticed since the beginning is she doesn't do a traditional drag paint. She doesn't contour as much. It's not that harsh. It's very feminine, kind of like how Elle of a day. There's you're not see you're you're, you're seeing the man underneath. Um, so I am a little worried for Adriana, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out.
1: I just realized they didn't do a makeover challenge. on... No, they did not.
0: I think I th- COVID, I think, it was absolutely one hundred percent COVID.
1: I'm sure um, was- but because Ella would have, she would have gone home.
0: <laughs> oh, fully, she would have gone home. Oh, it would have been. T- it would not have been Ella of a day for Ella of a day.
1: No, no, no. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I agree that Adriana has a similar. Like she might not, but I, I do think like as far as makeup goes, Gia has the weakest makeup. Um, yeah.
0: Hey, they may be like, gee, you're getting a free pass after what Kimora put you through. Sorry, whoever's next. <laughs>
1: they they might and, and who knows? Maybe they'll be like, Oh my God, you have the same eyebrows. And she'll like really get that eyebrow onto it. Listen, him. I'm gonna
0: throw so much shade out here, but if if this makeover is for a queer kid, they are they've likely been to get their eyebrows done many times. So they probably have perfectly quaffed eyebrows. So I'm sure she'll have something to work
1: with. Yeah. So she just uses their natural <laughs> brow. <laughs> well, I
0: ask it every week. After seven episodes, the winner of the season is? Mm, it's
1: so rough. I think it's Isis.
0: Yeah. I think Isis had a great week. She, went, she would have 100% won this week if she didn't break the rules. Um, I think Isis is up there. I think Pythia is dropping a little bit because she's not excelling in the challenges. Her runways are great, but where Isis is working both the, the challenge and the runway, Pythia is just not getting the comedy. So maybe this week, with the, the makeover challenge being where it is, might be in Pythia's favor, but I'm a little worried for her. I think for me personally, Adriana and Gia are out of contention, but I am still stuck on Kendall gender being the narrator of the season for no apparent reason. And that has been from the beginning. I, there, there is something about Kendall that I think gives me that Priyanka vibes. She is gonna be the activist. She's gonna be the person you want to represent the season. I wouldn't be surprised. Just like I said, Crystal Versace was gonna win even though I didn't want it to happen. As much as I would like- I,
1: I didn't want Crystal to win until the last episode. Um, but but who knows maybe i i I, I don't really want kendall to win but maybe in the last episode she will we
0: will we will see but i think this is what is exciting i there have been too many seasons this year where we're like okay well we know who's gonna win after two episodes i don't know who's gonna win and that's exciting
1: And, and that's when this whole season Literally, yep. like there's not been a single moment where I've been like, I definitely know that this person is gonna win because they've all kind of had their ups and downs. It's
0: been a journey. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you got coming up?
1: Um, I am the maxi padding everywhere. Um, it's it's spelled exactly how you would think. T H E M A X I P A D D I N G. Um, I don't have anything super particular that's like set in stone coming up.
0: Follow, uh, give a follow, you'll find out.
1: Follow me on Instagram and you can see me everywhere. I'm always randomly at competitions. I've got maybe a couple guest spots coming up and a show or two maybe things that I'm working on. So yeah, follow me and you can, and you can find those things out for, for certain
0: There you go. Well, thank you so much for being here.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me. This was great. I love talking about Drag Race. So this was a great time.
0: A huge thanks to Maxi for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.